Hey guys, you are listening to the Airgun Podcast, and we have a momentous occasion today where we are doing our first uh, three-way call, basically. So we are talking with the guys who just did the Squirrel Safari, and this is year two that they've done it. So Justin Welch uh, out in California, and then we got Justin Jacobson and Austin James of Utah Airguns, and then Tanner Godfrey. Um, so if you guys follow along with Utah Airguns, you see Tanner on there all the time, and uh, he's been popping up more and more and more and uh, I think he's uh, caught the air gun bug and, and been infected so anyway um, make sure you are checking those guys out on all the social media platforms check out Tanner's make sure you're following Justin Welch and then of course the Utah Air Guns guys um, they just have great stuff but anyway we're talking about their squirrel safari kind of where the name came from their setups and rigs that they were using to do this uh, pest control operation where they got over 1700 squirrels um, which is pretty ridiculous, and talking some really long shots, some things that didn't make it into the video, but that video is out today, so go check it out on the Utah Air Guns channel. Uh, make sure you're subscribed there, and again, in the episode, like we talk about, if you guys have any questions on anything high-end, um, these are the guys to go to. They know what they're talking about. They can get you exactly what you're looking for, uh, and if you're not sure about something customized-wise, uh, they got your back. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's just a good old-fashioned bro down and uh, talking good stuff. Here you go. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Airgun Podcast, everyone. You are listening to a, uh, a revolutionary episode where we're having multiple callers on at the same time. Uh, we got some fellows from Utah Airguns on. And we got Justin Welch on, and uh, we're going to be talking about the squirrel safari that you guys just did. Sounds good. uh, Welcome to the podcast, everyone. If you want to go ahead and just uh, say hey one at a time or all together. All right. One, two, three. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Wicked. Cool. All right. Um, I'll I'll, I'll introduce uh, from from our side here. We've We've got Tanner Godfrey. What up? We've got myself, Justin Jacobson, and we have got Austin James here. What's up? So, Wicked. Uh, and then, obviously, we have the legendary Justin Welch on the other line. What's up? Yeah, he's out in California, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to do it. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Someone's got to be the Californian in the group, so it's okay. Well... If if he's the the Californian, I'll take it. So, <laughs> well, right on. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. This is uh, awesome. So we have two new guests on. Uh, both Justins are repeating guests. So uh, welcome back for your second time. And then, you. Um, the uh, the elusive Austin, um, mm-hmm. yeah. the man the man of few words and <laughs> even fewer cameos is on. So <laughs> glad to have you. That's true. I'm not saying you you don't do anything. I'm just saying, you know, you got a handsome face and it should be it should be on camera more. But thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then we have the legendary uh, Tanner Godfrey. So, dude, thanks for coming on to the podcast with these hooligans. Yeah. Thanks for letting me join. Oh, my pleasure. Well, um, let's just jump in and just uh, overall, how was the squirrel safari? What what can people look forward to in the video that's dropping soon? Oh, it was it, it was uh, everything it it lived up to be uh we you know last year was the first year we went we went down there um welch had uh, 
you know, been telling us over and over, you got to get down here. You got to get down here. Uh, the squirrels are out of control. And I was like, yeah, well, okay. If you say there's that many and we showed up and it was much beyond our belief. And uh, this year did not disappoint as well. So uh, the video you can expect to see a lot of, uh, a lot of good, good squirrels, a lot of headshots. That's for sure. Yeah. And a lot uh, of good footage. Yeah, just a lot of shenanigans in between. But um, and there wasn't even that much. Uh, we didn't even have to edit that much for cussing this time, so that's oh, pretty good. Yeah, I made it very clear. <laughs> you guys got to keep this clean. You're making my job way too hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I turned the quacker off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a couple times. So. That's good. I did see that, and I think it was actually you, Austin, yeah. that had to quack yourself out, dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I had a foot crack there. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> you about fell off the truck. He's like, my foot! <laughs> well, you can, you can only kill so many squirrels before you start cramping up. Oh, that's so. right. That's right. Well, cool. Well, why don't you guys tell us, um, and I guess, uh, Welch, we'll start with you and just kind of go around uh, and say kind of what what uh, rig were you using? Gun, scope, ammo, caliber, that whole thing. Um, and then tell us why, you know, kind of what, what was, what were the uh, distances that we we're shooting typically, you know, was it, was it a crazy spread of like 20 yards out to, you know, 750 or something crazy <laughs> like that. Um, so let, let's go around the circle. We'll start with Welch. Um, I shot the m3 a lot you know that was new to me so i was just like well of course i want to shoot that thing so um it was in 22 caliber and it shot really good i shot the jsb knockout slugs and um yeah we were out to i think like 140 something yards with it well whenever it was in my my hands i was out to there and then um a lot of up close stuff too um you know, I just, with squirrels and with this ranch that we hunt on, there's a lot of long range and close range. So, you know, the slugs are just, you know, superior in that, you know, reaching out and touching things and bucking the wind a lot better. So it's just sure. kind of a slug thing. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, and then what, what did, what did you have yours topped with? What, what scope are you using? Um, that had the night force NX eight on top. Okay, a little piece of crap. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Hoopty> rig. <laughs> and uh, Tanner, what were you shooting, dude? I've got a little um, compact in twenty-two. The uh, I can't even think of the word. Is the impact? Compact. The impact compact. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was shooting that. I was shooting the hybrids, the twenty-two slugs, and I had the element nexus on there five to 20 and welch tuned my gun up to shoot those slugs at about 920 and i'll tell you what the slugs shoot very nice <laughs> i was here's the thing is our truck we didn't use the range finder at all i think we might have ranged a handful of squirrels we were just we were just minute a squirrel is what we would aim <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking baller dude and that's crazy that you you have that capacity with with modern air gun technology and and the slugs and everything. So, oh, yeah. it's really cool. It's it was amazing. The furthest shot that I had with that one was 180 yards. We ranged that one because I had to make sure. And even then, I didn't dial. I just held where <laughs> I thought it would be. Animal, <laughs> animal. But, they, but those slugs, they just shoot so well. They buck the wind so good. The 22s do. 
So it makes shooting a lot easier. It makes you look like a lot better of a shot. It, that's true, dude. It, it's it's almost like a, a cheat code uh, when you when you start shooting slugs. <laughs> that's a good way to put yeah. it. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for real. That's what it is. It will take you from a five and a half to a nine real quick, dude. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, and Austin, what about you, dude? Do you, you get any shooting in? Yeah, I got some shooting in. Yeah, I had the camera was the main gun of the weekend, but <laughs> I had my Impact MK2 uh, 25 caliber shooting the 36 grain Nilsons uh, about 950. And uh, yeah, really good setup. I, I love 25 caliber, just, you know, smooth shooting, soft shooting, but still delivers like a ton of energy. Uh, Nilsson slug shoot great. I had it topped with the NX8 as well. Yeah, that piece of crap you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> great, great optics. Um, but we shot like a variety of guns. We had, I think, 12 to 15 guns there at least. Um, but yeah, that was my main setup I was using. Wicked. And uh, last but not least, Jacobson, what what were you shooting? Uh, so I, I I shot a couple guns. Uh, one day I shot my, my new M3. That was um, the same one that Welch was shooting. It was... I set it up in 22 caliber, uh, shooting, like I said, the NSA or no, I'm sorry. We were shooting a knockout out of that one. Um, mm-hmm. I stole it from him. He did steal it. From <laughs> me. I didn't have a choice, but that's okay. Californians, uh, man. So that was, and that was my first time out at all with the M3, like literally at all. I hadn't even been out, uh, anywhere, but the shop with that mm-hmm. one. So that was exciting. And, uh, it, it delivered. <laughs> um, I would, I hope the video you can kind of, it's hard to tell sound in videos, obviously, but that gun, you know, shooting, shooting the, the knockout slugs at I think like 930 feet per second, that gun sounded like it was 12 foot pounds. Easy. Ridiculously quiet. So um, just, I mean, such a, such a cool gun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, 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 shot, was out. I shot that, and then obviously, you know, Welch stole it from me. So <laughs> the day two, I went, I went with a little bit of high power. I went back to my my MK2 30 cal that I had set up. Um, I was shooting uh, during the hunt. I was shooting the NSA 49 and a half grain 30 cal slugs mm. at about a thousand forty. 1030 something like that walloping stuff that is whipping absolutely just trucking stuff so um (laughs) that was a lot of fun (laughs) Uh, well you can see it in the video when it comes out it's a clear you can definitely tell which ones are getting hit with that gun yeah Uh, just the the sound difference um when you hear the impact on the the squirrels is just amazing and the video does it no justice because when you when you hear it in some of those little canyons and stuff we were in, it, it sounded like an M80 going off when it hit them. It was ridiculous. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it sounds awesome. So you guys also, it looks like uh, the the uh, the truck was pimped out and more set up for this type of shooting this this go round. So Welch, what what was done to that truck just so people have an idea? Um, before they watch this video, what you guys were whipping around in. So it's, it's just, you know, a normal flatbed pickup, but you know, the guys on the ranch there, um, they just took some seats out of a van 
that were they found abandoned actually on the side <laughs> of the road and and um welded them down so we basically had you know nice seating and then i told them well we're gonna need some support on the gun so i built some little racks to drop into the steak pockets and put pool noodles on them and and we had the, the rig, man. We're calling it the rig, you know. So, dude, that thing needs a decal. I don't know if uh, you guys can make that happen. Hundred percent, but... it does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So the, the the name of the why we nicknamed it the the uh, squirrel safari was because it was like you know you you drive around in these uh, these jeeps, you know, with high seats. They they've made it so that the rear seats sit high, so you can use the roll bar as a as your rest on the guns and and then obviously that truck so it has the feeling of a of a safari if you will <laughs> so <laughs> that's where that name came from and uh well, that truck lived up to the safari uh for sure <laughs> yeah. dude is, is it a ford ranger no, no ford no. ranger <laughs> well it needs to be come on <laughs> no it's a chevy still a right out <laughs> well, that's the next best thing there you go well sweet well it if we can focus in on Tanner here real quick, I just have a, uh, I want to get a little bit of background on him. So Tanner, what is your kind of, how did you get into air guns and ha- then how did you hook up with the the guys at Utah air guns and, and then start doing legendary uh, squirrel safaris? <laughs> well, I was just one night I was like, I like to party. And then I saw Justin. <laughs> 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 no, he, um, I had a guy hit me up on Instagram and say, Hey, you need to check these guys out. And so I went to their page and was looking at all their pictures. And then I just messaged them and started talking and I came down here and ended up talking to Justin for about two and a half, three hours and left with a wildcat. And <laughs> so, so in our friendship. He's broken ever since. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife calls Justin Justina because she's like, oh, you're going to see your girlfriend. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. He can kiss like a son of a gun. <laughs> no, that's, so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking yeah, he, he got t- five t- kids, t- Taylor's Taylor's dude. Slept, he slept over at my house, so he knows, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> man. He knows, he, knows, he knows the skills I possess. I'll tell you what. Being the little spoon with you, though, is a different kind of animal. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I'm working on my cuddle skills, though. You, you do too much jujitsu, man. You're putting me in a headlock every time I go to sleep. <laughs> it's a fine line between snuggling and holding someone down to where they can't get away. You're right. Well, hey, just, as long as you don't ask for a Pepsi, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be a part of one of those someday. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, if we jump back on. Um, so... What was your experience with the M3 versus the M2? I mean, obviously you guys had a lot of different guns. So what was the overall kind of feeling? Was it like shooting a completely different gun or is it just like knowing that you have a little bit more performance than the Mark II or what was it like? Um, uh, for me, I, I've been super impressed with just how smooth it is. It, um, you know, it comes with, comes with the factory short throw lever now um and obviously that that giant plenum you know 72 well they call it the 720 plenum but uh having that and and, and uh, that short throw and and just all the things that go into so you can run it quite a bit lower operating pressures than normal um it, it it's 
really, really smooth and quiet. Uh, that's the one thing I could say is like, uh, if I if I could say there's definitely a noticeable difference, I'd say the smoothness and just you know, just the overall you know sound and harmonics of the gun are going to be. I feel like are a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, and it was just crazy accurate. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that sounds like it, it makes for a, a good hunting trip. It was a great hunting trip. Um, yeah. So the, but I mean, that being said, uh, a well-tuned MK2 is still right. I mean, you know, they're both totally awesome. Um, the tunability, you know, the ease of tuning on the new M3 with, with the, you know, with the hammer wheel being uh, more fine tune adjustments and mm-hmm. and having that that smooth speed dial tuner, that makes things a whole lot faster and easier. But uh, overall, once you get the guns set up, they're they're fairly similar. But it, it's definitely an improvement, I would say. So agreed. Well, actually, just got uh, he has an M3 now. What do you what do you think, Walt? Um, you know, uh, so I'm gonna be using mine for the NRL, and the target acquisition is, you know, getting back on target after you take that shot. Like Justin said, it's just a lot smoother. I've noticed mm-hmm. it is it is a lot smoother. Just you know, you're using less air, less movement in the gun, less recoil to to achieve the same you know velocities and everything that you would get. So it's just a lot it's a lot smoother shooting, like you're saying, and then you know, just to be able to get right back up on target right after you take your shot is just, you know, that's a game changer. So for sure. And I feel like when you're using equipment that is that, um, high end those, it's those little teeny differences, like, like what are on the M3 versus the Mark II that start to give you that edge. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, I, I don't want people to think like, Whoa, this is like, a completely different gun it's totally way better way more accurate it's like th- there, there's going to be little things that will give you an edge that this that this gun will provide over the mark ii but overall like you know justin said once you get them set in you know using them once they're tuned it, it should be pretty similar so yeah 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 one thing i will say though is um for instance like the first 30 caliber that we kind of had come through as we started to tune guns for customers um one thing we noticed right off the bat is uh that one was uh the the customer had requested a slug tune and for heavy slugs and so again we're shooting the nsa 49 and a half grain slugs no part no aftermarket parts at all to the m3 and it was it was chucking those at like a thousand twenty effortlessly like stock. we're bone stock not even a pin probe or anything i was like holy cow so i will say there there is <laughs> there's some differences and it felt like really smooth still that was the crazy part so um and you know i we, we backed that down to like 960 still mm-hmm. and it ended up getting like three magazines per fill on that kind of power so Jeez. I yeah. will say this: there, uh, a, a fine-tuned M3 is a thing of beauty, <laughs> for sure. So, oh yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm still working on tuning mine. I just got back from a prairie dog hunt, and like 
southeastern Colorado. And I saw you, you were know. out there. How'd it go? It, it wasn't too bad. Uh, the, the wind, it's so flat out there. It's basically like Kansas, and it's just yeah. so flat. So the wind was blowing like 20 or 30 miles an hour. And it was just a, like a steady wind and uh, closest shots were, you know, like around 200 yards oh, and then wow. everything else was even further out from there. So we got a few the first day, um, but that wind just made it so hard. But I don't think we would have had any if we weren't shooting slugs because we were shooting 25 and 30 cal impacts. I had my M3 out there and I was dropping stuff. I was even just for fun. I, I, I would do every other um, round in my magazine. I would do a uh, hybrid, a 30 cal hybrid. And then I do a 30 cal Hades. They're basically the same weight. And <laughs> I was getting the exact same point of impact at like 80 yards with it. Wow. And I just cycled through a mag. So then I started messing around with shooting the Hades, you know, and I was just holding over. didn't have anything dialed in for that far, but I was shooting almost – 300 yards um and you know nice. landing within like a, a few inches of some prairie dogs so that's it, really it, good that's it's got some power dude friend. it yeah, yeah yeah so it it was yeah oh and wind <laughs> yeah it was fun yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's what surprised me was you know sure i was holding for wind but not that much considering you know it's almost 300 yards out and, it, and i'm using a, a pellet so i was like dang this thing is brutal so if i if i had the time to sit down and really tune it and get it dialed in i think i could perhaps shoot with the best on the next squirrel safari but okay. who knows okay right. who knows all right okay okay all right I, so I think that was a call out right there. Speaking I, I, of I the best, <laughs> so um, obviously we'll let people, uh, you know, watch the video before we get this out there. But can you expose what was the longest shot of the trip? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Do you miss? <laughs> uh, no. So you know, Welch had the longest kill on video, uh, and that happened actually on the last. Uh, squirrel safari it was 563 yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Mm -hmm. the bomb a little 22 cal slug um the longest this time um was my my record by a long shot and uh it was with that with my 30 cal shooting uh the hybrid slugs at about 1050 but um the story is we set out a target. We I had a goal of 700 yards. We set out uh, where we had to kind of shoot and, and place the target. It, it didn't work out at 700, so we had to do it at 750. And so we started zeroing on the, on the steel target, um, which was proved to be more difficult than we thought at first. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I like to bring the details, but you know, obviously we had a custom, you know, we have a, a custom scope mount, uh, that, you know, the, the Moab, the cold shot, which is, it, it, it's a adjustable mount that goes up to, I can't remember, like 400 MOA or something. So, <laughs> um, so I was using that, um, on top of it, but every ballistics program we were trying to run, um, it couldn't calculate how 
<laughs> you could never average the BCs uh, trying to true it up because after you get out, you know, three fifty four hundred yards, it really starts taking a sharp <laughs> turn down. So, mm-hmm. um, so we ended up basically zeroing the gun at three hundred fifty yards, and then uh, doing a re-zero again at seven fifty. Um, once we got it zeroed at that, uh, just lo and behold, the the dumbest squirrel on the planet came out right by the target, so it worked out. <laughs> um, Isn't that kind of how it went with uh, last year's squirrel safari? Yeah, it was, really was. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Same, same hill. Same, same hill. exact spot. Dumb squirrels up there. Yeah. Dude, must be the same family. <laughs> yeah, something, right? Um, so I, I, didn't, I didn't put that shot on the video um, for one reason uh it it hits it i mean the thing flips a foot into the air i'm i used i sent you the video but i didn't mm-hmm. we did post on there because the squirrel does run down about i don't know 15 20 yards under a tree and and rolls over and dies i i felt like that would upset some people you know mm-hmm. that's not an ethical kill the the uh, the foot pounds of energy at that distance still was roughly 25 to 27 foot pounds more than plenty to shoot the squirrel oh for sure um, yeah but i will say this these squirrels i don't care what anybody says like uh, un, you know you'd say oh that's unethical but truth be known some of these squirrels are the toughest squirrels i've ever seen some of them you would just absolutely hammer and they'd still you know run off to a hole sometimes and you'd just be going how in the world did that happen yeah hammer <laughs> yeah. them at 50 yards with a yeah. 49 grand slug and they're still getting to their hole so they're yeah. tough. so well, there was there was one that took seven 30 cal hades and it kept crawling the the will to live yeah, yeah. Right. so so obviously you know i i don't want to i don't want to offend people with that and as much as i'd love to have that video of bragging rights uh, i think i'll wait and do it again and make sure it's you know a headshot that time <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing next week yeah, what are you doing next week? <laughs> Son of a gun. Dude, I'll quit work right now if you need a filmer. So, <laughs> hey, uh, so true true story, though. Uh, you do need to come out here. We're both of you, as a matter of fact. Uh, we're going to do, do a Utah Prairie Dog shoot where we can really stretch it out. And I think we could all set some personal records. So, some long Okay. So, um, that's an invite right there. Both of perfect. you. Perfect. Well, yeah. you just tell me when, dude. Uh, as long as it's not uh, June fourth, then I can make it because I have a human that's supposed to enter into the world that day. So <laughs> Any other day. <laughs> we should probably avoid though that that week, my friend. I, I feel like that would probably not not go well. <laughs> yeah, she might be a little bummed. But yeah. if I come back with the eight hundred yard record, she might might take the edge she would off. Take you oh. open arms, like Dude, welcome, you... welcome, <laughs> Dragon Slayer. There and you then go. She, and then she would actually just kill me right there. But, <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. So, I guess so, we, we, we've gotten to the meat of the, uh, the video and what people can expect. But just to give people an idea, if there's any new listeners out there who aren't really uh, – they're not too familiar with this, what, what would you say your specialty is there at Utah Air Guns? Like what sets you guys apart from, you know, say something like Pyramid Air, which I – I know you guys aren't uh, like enemies, you know. So like, I, not I, at all. I no. think 
overall the, the air gun community is very um well it's just that it's a community so everyone's kind of for everyone but you all kind of have your specialty so what what, what would you say sets you guys apart yeah i i mean yeah bottom line everybody kind of has their uh wheelhouse you know their their special um i would say the biggest things that set us apart obviously uh the customization um the the creating guns that nobody's ever seen or or done before and um and the fact that everybody here is very very well versed with air guns and um so so tuning capabilities and just um overall knowledge of of the high-end air guns i I feel like is uh we, we do really well um i think that that alone sets us apart from, from most. Um, but, uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Taylor? I'm curious. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a spot. I can't, I can't, I don't know if I can answer that with the best precision per se, but I think at least for me in my experience with you guys is that, well, you've been incredibly welcoming, you know, um, it, you, you you invite like average Joe's like me to come out and shoot and mess with new guns and, and, you know, things that aren't even out yet. So, you know, I, not many other, um, organizations I should say are doing that, but perhaps people within them are, are doing that, but it's, it's unrelated to the business if you will. But sure. Um, so that's something that is maybe not necessarily product related or, or the way you run things uh, as far as your store goes. But just as humans, you guys are stand-up dudes and very inviting, very welcoming. Um, but from a product perspective, you guys, you are delivering customized, you know, tuned high-end PCPs that no one else is doing, you know. And there's definitely that market for that. So sure. I think – you guys obviously, you know, the results speak for themselves. You guys are getting tons of business for for that type of thing right there. It's just those high end, customized. What do you want? This Cerakote, that Cerakote, hydro dipped. What speed do you want to shoot in these projectiles? So, like you said, you know, you guys know your high end guns very, very well, and yeah. you can tune the crap out of them. So, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I... And yeah, so I think just bottom line, what you can expect when you get a, a high-end air gun from us, um, you can just you can expect that it's going to be tuned correctly, uh, very accurate, um, working at its best when you get it. Um, yeah, we, and, put, we put hands on every single gun we, we ship out of here. So that that yeah. I would say that's all all to their horn. I've gotten two guns from (laughs) them and both shot one holes basically at in their range. That's only 33 yards, but we were shooting my wildcat and we both had to shoot different spots because we're like, are we missing or what? (laughs) Because it was literally in the same hole. So they, they can tune a gun. They can tune a gun, dude. I'm with you there, Tanner, for sure. (laughs) And they're good people. (laughs) Well, thank you. They're, they're great people, man. Um, <clears throat> so you might not experience the the greatness of them if you're ordering a gun. You you kind of have to be uh there 
in person. I mean, <laughs> great, great customer service. Very friendly over the phone. Excellent but, customer service. Yeah, the best. Um, but well, in order you. to really, you know, feel the warm embrace of Justin, <laughs> you you got to be there. So. Yeah, come to the shop for sure. Yeah. He'll hug you and kiss you in an That's Italian way, not, not like a weird way. So. Right, right. Cheek, right. I think you're Italian, right? Yeah. That's the Godfather right. is what they call you. Something, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, ginger. I don't know. Yeah, they call me a lot worse. So I'm Irish. Well, yeah. we won't get into that. But um, guys, overall, what what was your takeaway from this uh, squirrel safari, other than just camaraderie and having a blast? Yeah, for me, just the advances in the technology. It's crazy. Like, in the, it's been that way year after year. But I look back, you know, I came into this industry about four years ago and just how far it's come, especially with the development and slugs and that long range performance, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, this year has been a huge year for the air gun industry. And a lot of that is due to those advancements. But uh, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. And is every time we go out is like every six months, it's just improving, improving, yeah. getting a little better. So it's, it's awesome. It's it's fun to be a part of for sure. I'm the ground, you know, it's like, man. Yeah. Every time well, something comes out, it's your jaw just hits the floor because it's like, wow, did that really just happen? Like, yeah, more and more and more. So, well, and so the, the takeaway from, like you asked, the takeaway from the trip is we all, all of us learn new stuff from each other or just from, you know, trying new things while we're out there and we, we share all of our experiences and, you know, and, and so we come away knowing more than we did before. And we just happen to have a really fun time learning it. So all in all, it's, it's just, I mean, if you, if people get the chance to get out and do stuff like that, by all means do it because you're going to learn a lot um, every time you go, um, especially learning your own guns. You're, you, you're going to be a lot more proficient with that gun. Yeah. Um, so you need to get trigger time. Yeah, it's all about yeah, it's all about everybody get the trigger time, trigger time and sharing, you know, sharing the experience with with awesome people and with the same interests. And so it's just I mean, nothing better. It's my favorite trip of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. did you guys eat any squirrels? <laughs> about a hundred. And, no, yeah. <laughs> per, per person. <laughs> so. We ate those squirrels that mood. The mood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bovine but, squirrels. Yeah. Yes. But speaking of the bovine, um, I'll explain a little bit why we go out there and shoot. And yeah, yeah. I think squirrels. that will be that will be really uh, good for listeners who are like, what, what the heck? You guys are murderers. Yeah, besides uh, the fun. Yeah. yeah. So we, <laughs> yeah. I have to apologize for us coming off as we're having fun when we're shooting because people get mad about that sometimes. So sorry, but I'm not really. But. Um, <laughs> It's fun, even if you're doing pest control. So the reason we, they want these ground squirrels gone is the reason the ranchers, you know, ask us, please shoot every one of these you see, because they they start to cause such big hole, you know, damage to the to the land with with the holes that they that they burrow and stuff that um, on many many occasions they have cows break legs that they got to put down. And it's like uh, Derek, one of the ranchers that was down there, we were talking about that. And he said, yeah, 
try and have the confidence of chasing down some horses or I mean, chasing down some cows that you're trying to round up or something and worrying about your horse that's under you stepping in a big hole and uh, you know, you both going down and getting injured or killed. It's, it's a big problem. And especially when they're in those kind of numbers mm-hmm. and on top of that, they are disgusting disease plagued little furry rats. So uh, it's, it's good to wipe them out. <laughs> yeah. Fair. That's, that's fair. And I think th- those are important, important points to, to know. One is uh, just the, the safety of them carrying diseases and, and that aspect, you know, you, you've got to keep disease carrying critters at bay. That's why we don't like rats in our restaurants. Um, exactly. You exactly. Know, it's not because they're not friendly, dude, they'll freaking chill with you all night long, but yeah. that you might get hepatitis, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Minor details. Yeah, the plague. You know, Netflix and hepatitis is their tagline. So, um, and then of course the, the other aspect of safety of the livestock and of yourself. You know, just like you said. So when I went out uh, last year, taking out some prairie dogs in New Mexico, same thing. We went to a ranch, and they have a ton of horses there. And the owner of the property is this old guy in his nineties. You know, who is just a legend. He's still out riding a horse. So. I mean, awesome. he's pretty pretty much asking to just shatter his pelvis, but his horse <laughs> stepped into a prairie dog hole, threw him off, broke the horse's leg. Oh, man. And then he was out there for, I think they said like four or five hours before anyone on the side of the road pulled over and noticed him. So thankfully, he, he was able to recover, but he asked us same thing. He's like, please take care of as many as you can. You know, they, we don't need them here. There's not a purpose. They're not really a food source here. There's hundreds of other farms and, and land where, where they're plentiful for if they are a food source for, you know, a predator or something like that. But he's like, here, they're just a danger and a nuisance. So I think that's good to remind people why we do it and that it's not necessarily any kind of, uh, I don't know, ill intent, or we're trying to be harmful. Like we're, we're actually being stewards of nature and taking care of livestock and, and being thoughtful about the environment not not just dropping squirrels with 30 cows you know yeah yeah for sure yeah that's a good way to put it i like that but again it is fun you know like we it, it's good yeah. to enjoy your work if you will right so, do what you love exactly do what you, yeah do what you love that's right <laughs> i love that and <laughs> so Tanner, one last thing from you, dude. Um, yeah. What's it like to have the greatest smile in the world? <laughs> <laughs> he does have the greatest smile in the world. Dude, seriously, you look wife. at his smile and you're just like, it's toxic. Good Lord. Hey, do you want to call my wife and tell her that? <laughs> yeah, dude, get get her on here. <laughs> I think it might give me some brownie points for like two minutes and then I'll be back <laughs> in the doghouse. <laughs> dude, instead of puppy dog eyes, all you got to do is smile. <laughs> He does have a great smile. Hey, yeah. you know he's also a world record holder. Yeah. For greatest smile? Well, that, that, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. I'm Tanner. pretty sure he was smiling during the, the world record. Or what? <laughs> Tanner, yeah. tell, tell us about some of your shenanigans. Tell us about your world record because I, I, I think people listening to this, if they don't already know you, then this will jog their memory and be like, oh, damn, that's the guy? Yeah, they probably don't know me. <laughs> so... To start it off, I was paralyzed in a motorcycle accident in 2007, and I 
couldn't feel from the nipples down basically from it. And, um, I now walk with canes. I did a lot of rehab and a lot of time at the gym and just not quitting. And that road basically led me into a whole bunch of stuff I never would have done. And I went from motorcycles being two wheels to side-by-sides being four wheels. And I've set three world records with those. I, my last one was with the diesel brothers, um, their TV show on discovery, their local boys in Utah. And they did a big show out in Wendover. Um, and I jumped a Polaris turbo S razor side by side. I jumped, 247 feet and i hit it at 85 miles an hour (laughs) and the (laughs) he's nuts that's what he's trying to say the well i had a 30 mile an hour crosswind too and so they'd actually canceled the jump because it was blowing so bad and i jump in 15 i only jumped like 150 doing a test and it blew my front end pretty good but i was lined up and ready and the wind died down just enough and gave me a shot so my uncle was like, go. And I was like, go to the stage or hit it. He's like, hit it, go. It's all yours. So I dropped the visor and took off. And I have a driving stick that I use. I don't drive with my feet because my foot would just be stuck on the gas. <laughs> As if it was going into other places. Yeah, it sounds like it already was. <laughs> yeah. So I, I use a driving stick since I can't. I just modify things to do what I want to do. And I halfway down the runway, the wind picked back up and the flag on the takeoff was standing sideways. And I was just like, well, I hope this roll cage holds up because I I about hesitated. And then I'm like, I said I was going to do it and I'm not going to chicken out. And it's kind of one of those things where you kind of find out what you're made of Uh, (laughs) and the consequences are real bad if you don't make it. (laughs) So, and it, and when I was in the air, the, the front end or the back end started kicking around so bad that I dropped my driving stick and grabbed the steering wheel with two hands. And if I've got two hands on the wheel, that means things are getting Western. Cause <laughs> I know I only have one hand on the wheel ever and I ended up landing pretty sideways, but I saved it and did that. And yeah, it's, it's fun. He's bad. I like, I like speed. I walk so slow. I walk with canes now. So I've recovered at least to that. And even with that, my legs, I don't necessarily have all the muscle. I just have the big muscles I can partially use. And then I've got a lot of spasms that I've learned to kind of use to my advantage. And just like yesterday, I was walking and my leg decided just to collapse. And so I fell down right in the middle of the dirt, walking to the tractor. And I just kind of laid there for a second and got back up and climbed up into the tractor. Moral of the story, just dust off and get back up. Right. Just keep going, dude. Well, yeah, I love so. watching your stuff, man, and and that's cool for people to hear, especially anyone who's maybe going through some difficult times or, you know, some physical issues of their own or rehab, whatever it might be, because you know, it's just really inspiring stuff. Yeah. All right, he, thanks. He's uh, he's he's very motivational and inspiring. Uh, you know, with his story and just his overall attitude. Like you said, he's always got this awesome smile and and. Uh, um dude never got down he's just uh you know he's still always just happy guy and he's always you know encouraging others to you know to to step it up in their in their lives and um and keep moving forward and not just you know no victim mentality they're just 
you know, just keep pushing on and enjoy, you know, adapt. Like, you know, he adapts his, 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 uh, his mindset and his equipment, whatever he needs to keep on doing what he loves. So uh, for me to sit back and watch that's, that, that's, uh, you know, he, he motivates me a lot too. So um, just, a, just a good dude, you know? Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I made a, a decision at the beginning because I feel like it's, life with that everybody has their trials and mine obviously is physical and it definitely has its downsides of mental times where you're just like you, I think every, anybody can relate and I'd have times where I just kind of go into a hole and it's just like oh what can I do like this is just like it just sucks but then I see people that kind of play the pity party and it drives me nuts and it's like I don't want to be one of those people that is kind of the poor me or those kind of things. And I, I figure it's a lot better to be around somebody that's smiling and happy. And, and in turn, you lift yourself up the more you smile. And, and so I'm always, I, I kind of talk shit a lot too. <laughs> he does. He does. You got to. If, if you want to be humbled by that way, just, 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 uh, just, just let it. Let let Tanner tell you what he really thinks of you. Sometimes my legs right? slow and my mouth moves fast. I guess. <laughs> well, I won't ask what you think of me on here, so I'll wait till I am yes, with you in person. One of those things. Don't ask questions you don't want to hear the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. And that's the thing too, is like, I, I, it brings me joy and especially people don't know how to react to people that are so-called different or just like people in wheelchairs, like especially at first when I was in the wheelchair, I'd go places and you know, when you can just feel people just watching you, that's, I could feel everybody just watching. And, and it's just like, you get used to it at first. You're like, Oh, this sucks. Like, but then you're just like, whatever. I might as well give you something good to look at. And like kids are the most honest people there are too they come yeah. up and like what happened to your legs like why do you walk funny and i'll tell them i didn't listen to my mom <laughs> <laughs> but it's it i joke i joke a lot because it kind of breaks the ice with a lot of things we've done a lot of stuff with um wounded veterans and and a lot of uh, we've had a few that have been amputees one we had one group that was one had got hit by a rocket and he lost his left hand above the wrist and then his right his right arm right below the elbow and then the other kid my other buddy john so eddie was one that got his hands blown off and then john stepped on ied and he's up to the hip on one leg and then he's got about eight inches of bone on his right leg and so it was very kind of a cool experience to see two completely different accidents and, or injuries and how they still move along. And I, I think that's the biggest thing with anybody that gets injured. You kind of have to make a decision of if you're going to keep living life or you're going to kind of succumb to your injury and become a victim. And that's a bad recipe if you succumb and become the victim. And... I've, but it's, I've had a lot of cool opportunities from my accident. Like it's as much as it sucks at times, it's also the best thing that ever happened to me because I've done so many things and met so many people that I never would have met. Like just even doing this, I never probably would have gotten into air guns had I 
not broke my back and I wouldn't be in, in the presence of these two great guys. And so, (laughs) and so I think that's another thing is people just, you kind of have to look for the good in situations. Bad's always going to happen, but you can kind of reverse the effect of it. If you start looking for the good and kind of look for a lesson to be learned in these situations. Amen. Yeah. And if you ever want to get the dirtiest looks from a total stranger, travel (laughs) with Tanner through an airport. And when he refuses to get in a wheelchair and he wants to walk on the canes, turn around and yell at him to hurry up in a really rude voice. (laughs) And let me tell you, people do not think that's very funny. Uh, Yeah, man. Well, I'm down to uh, give that a try. Yeah. (laughs) Just film. It's a good time, we can really. make a, a video out of it but yeah um we will do that we will do that yeah it's just time. people's reactions of yeah because and that's what i was getting to i take the long way about it but people just don't know how to react to people that are different and so by me joking it breaks the ice so that people are more comfortable and feel more at ease like oh i can actually talk to this person normal it's not like because I think that's kind of there's a lot of people that are piss babies about their injury and like don't don't ask about my injury blah blah blah. And I'm like yeah. I can care less if you ask about my injury. Like people are just curious, and so yeah, it's it's a weird yeah. like uh like dynamic because you you don't without inquiring you can't tell if someone is sensitive about it or if they'll be like you and be like oh yeah this is what happened. Yeah, and I usually make up a great story just for whoever asks. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you told me a lie? <laughs> and I'll never tell them the truth until right. they find out. <laughs> well, I've seen the YouTube video, so I know the truth. Yeah. We, shark uh, attack. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shark attack, that's right. It only bit my nerves, though. It didn't bite my legs off. <laughs> Swordfish. It bit my spine. <laughs> what a spinal. jerk, dude. Yeah. Oh. My back. <laughs> my back. It's spinal. It broke it. <laughs> That's where Mike Tyson says. Yeah. But you should have seen the shark, it's though. Spinal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Man. Well, guys, thanks for hopping on this and just, uh, you know, being dudes and uh, talking about your air gun adventures. So uh, is this going to become an annual thing, you think? Um, well, I, I, I certainly hope it maintains that. Um, yes, we will have a squirrel safari every year, um, for sure. And yeah. yes, we would like to start, um, the, the place we were at doesn't allow us to bring a lot of people. It's, it's a very, um, uh, private place that they just don't allow too many people. So we're very, very lucky to be able to go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to invite everybody to come. We just can't, but we will do some that where everybody that, you know, we want to come can come. So, uh, so yeah, it, it will be um, in the making, whether it has to be here in Utah or in California or wherever, but we will do that. We're working on it. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe you could bring people like your dad, Tyler Patner. Dude, he would love that. Right? He, he would, would love it. It'd be a father-son bonding moment. Sucker out here with us. He's a good dude. So <laughs> he, is, yeah. he really is an awesome guy. Well, um, before we we finish up here, 
what are some new things that you guys have going on at Utah Air Guns? Any new products, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, actually, we have quite a few new things rolling out. Obviously, the M3 is uh, the biggest news of new, but um, we just started, uh, we just picked up Send It levels um, made by uh, uh, Long Range Arms. Long Range Arms out of Idaho. They are a digital uh, level for your rival. They're You'll have to check them out. They, they make shooting, uh, especially a competition where you have not a lot of time to be checking cant on a, on a rifle or, or in a hunting situation. It makes it super easy because you can see it really well out of your peripheral, you know, your non-shooting eye. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy. They're, they're awesome. You check those out. So um, that's, that's one of the, the more exciting new things. Uh, Air Max has some new guns coming out. Um, they're making a compact version of the Catran. And also, they're announcing a high-powered version of the Catran. So we should have both of those um, probably in the next you know, 60 days or so. Wicked. So, and those are, I mean, awesome, awesome new company out of the Czech Republic. Um, super accurate rival. You know, CZ barrels, really good regulators, good, fantastic triggers. They're just cool guns, and, and so they've got some new stuff rolling out, which is really exciting. I can't wait to get to shoot some of that stuff. So, um, what else? Um, let's see. Yeah, the Air Max we talked about. Got the new Sightmark 4K Wraithen uh, night day scope. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. yeah. Got some new day night stuff. Got some Pulsar, some XG50s. Yeah, some Pulsar thermal. So, if you want the best thermals, uh, rifle scopes in the business. Uh, what do you call them? The giggle, giggle scopes. The giggle scopes. The giggle scopes. Assume you giggle. But I, and obviously the you know the air marksman uh, new tanks that that we've rolled out they're fantastic um, come with really really high end uh, fittings and and tanks and they're they're, they're really nice so um, I think that's about it yeah keep adding we're continuing to add ammo options especially you know a lot of ammo shortages right now so yeah. Nick's making you know a lot of different slug weights diameters um so we'll expand that keep an eye there but yeah everyone's pretty much coming out with new stuff and we're excited to uh keep adding product for sure well yeah it's a good time to be yeah for sure for sure yep well so yeah i i think that's yeah that's that's the the newest i can think of yeah the speed dial for that for the impact in crown magazines oh yeah 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 and then we can just go to utah air guns stuff right absolutely yeah, go to the website give us a shout we answer the phone so give us a call yeah go check yeah. us out on youtube subscribe and yeah we appreciate everyone's support out there right now yeah well guys thanks again for coming on welch thanks for tuning in from california and then you three fellers uh from utah and Tanner, thanks for coming on the podcast, dude. It's good to hear from you and good to hear your story. Get get people a thanks. little bit more familiar with you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, sure thing, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll circle up and do this again sometime. Uh, hopefully in person. Uh, my my plan is to be there for our Mac as long as the world doesn't go to hell in a handbasket again over this <laughs> the world's most deadly virus ever. We're having it regardless. Yeah. So August twenty sixth through the twenty ninth. And registration yep. will be opening here probably in three weeks or so. $21,000 well, grand prize this year. Yeah.
Uh, and maybe payouts out to like tenth place, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Damn, dude, that means I could maybe win something if I competed. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> cool, guys. Well, thanks so much again for for doing this. Um, really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys around. So, hey, keep me one, up to date one, with things. One last thing, really fast. Yes. If you ever get to be around Justin Welch and his family, and especially if his mom is there. By all means, speak with an Irish accent. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh! Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You'll, you'll, yeah, just, just do it. You'll see. Oh, gosh. Well. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I had to. Well, so Dude, I, to I have it. the worst image in my mind right now. Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was a ton of fun, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, Again, I've mentioned this a few times, but some of the best content and uh, the most fun I have is when um, the episode is officially over and uh, we just keep chatting afterwards. So I can't go into all the details, but I give you guys just a teeny bit at the very end there of uh, just some of the fun and the goofing around that we do so anyway i really hope you guys liked this episode i hope it was a a refreshing break from all the technical stuff and crazy things that we talk about uh, and more just an enjoyment of you know feeling like we shared an experience with the squirrel safari um so again if you guys are not following along on social media with utah air guns make sure you're doing that and uh subscribe to the youtube channel check out tanner on instagram as well tanner godfrey and uh just enjoy his smiles so and of course welch the man the myth and the legend uh, just keep growing that mustache that's what i'm doing so anyway uh if you guys liked what you heard and you haven't subscribed to the podcast please consider doing so that really helps me uh and that allows me to continue to get great content like this out to you guys and uh also to uh broaden the reach of the podcast and other platforms that we are trying to expand to uh, and just get more content out like YouTube and things like that. So if you want to support the podcast uh, for a uh, small price, you can do it for as little as 99 cents per month. And uh, basically, that's a third of a cup of coffee a month and you can support the podcast and it makes a big difference. So don't feel like it doesn't if that's all you can give. But if you're not able to give financially right now, which is totally understandable, you can support the podcast by a one-time purchase on the airgunpodcast.com. Uh, get yourself a shirt or something like that. Or you can do the best and easiest and freest way, which is make sure you're following along, uh, subscribing, and uh, you're tuned in on social media. So Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, which I'm not active on. I just basically repost all the stuff on uh, Instagram to Twitter. And same thing with Facebook. And then uh, the podcast itself. If you uh, write a review, if you subscribe, if you download the episodes, um, that really helps me. So thank you guys so much. I hope you liked this episode. Uh, reach out to the guys at Utah Air Guns. Uh, reach out to Welch. Reach out to Tanner Godfrey. Uh, tell them what's up. Tell them you heard them on the podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one.